What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Matthew Anthony Hawkins here with another Around Town in Chilliwack podcast. I hope you're doing fine. Today on the podcast, I've got Janet Carroll, local Chilliwackian, longtime school district employee, and just all around very, very creative person. I'm thankful for the two sponsors I have on my podcast, Cowork Chilliwack and Ron Laser, local realtor. And if you're looking to be a sponsor or getting involved with Around Town and Chilliwack, be sure to hit the contact page on aroundchilliwack.ca and let's get in touch. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Janet Carroll. Well, I'm sitting down here with the lovely Janet Carroll. Thank you. Thanks for uh, joining the show. I am very pleased to be at the show. How are you? You know, I am good. I feel really happy and in a really good place in my life yeah i think because i have so many interesting things to do in it yeah such a great variety of things right now so that's probably part of it i think okay how how do we know each other I want to hear your side of the story. Oh, okay. I, okay, my story. Because it goes I'm, back a ways. Yeah, okay. This is my story, and I'm going to stick to it. Okay. I may change it on my end. Uh, okay, back, I would say, mm, 10 years ago, maybe, I was working for the Chilliwack School District, and I had... Part of my job, I was the district principal of human resources, and part of my job was to create um, sort of interactive training things for staff. And I was talking to Chuck Block. Mm -hmm. And Chuck, oh, that's where it started. It was with the mentoring website. That's right. And he said to me, I know someone maybe from church, Yeah, yeah. who is really into audiovisual, is really talented and cheap. Yeah, you wanted a video. (laughs) I was just starting out. Yeah, and when he said cheap, like my ears perked right (laughs) up. (laughs) And I said, well, you know, if he's cheap, you know, and good and creative, I think we should get him. (laughs) So that's when I first met you. Yeah. But I think Chuck knew you first. So that, that is going back further than 10 years I would say that could even be 12 years ago no I think 10 11 years ago yeah right in there okay yeah because my oldest uh he just turned 12 and I already had him in my life and uh and you were just branching out into your enterprise yeah going out into self-employment for the first time self-employment i remember that and i remember the first time i met you and i think chuck told me that you had been like a youth pastor or something i was yeah so i wasn't quite sure what to expect yeah and we've gotten to know each other now. Yes. We've done a number uh, of projects together. We've done projects together. Um, you cast me in I a play. I cast you in a play for the Chilliwack, with the Chilliwack Players Guild because that was on your bucket list. It was. And I had a blast. It was, and, yeah. And it was on my bucket list to cast you. So <laughs> it worked out really well. And you, you added a stutter to my character. I did. I did. <laughs> and you said you wanted a small part because you just wanted to get a toe into theater. Yeah. And I was hoping to lure you back for this latest show I'm doing. Yeah, so you've got a show coming up. Yes. What do you, what do you have going I coming do. up? I do. Well, I'm directing again for the Players Guild, and the show is called Flea in Her Ear. Okay. And it's 
It's a really, actually a very well-known play in sort of theatrical circles. It was actually written in 1910. Wow. Originally in French by a guy named Georges Fado. Okay. And it is one of the classic farces on which many, many uh, farces have been built. Like really? modern uh, theatrical farces, modern TV show farces, like Faulty Towers would kind of be... Uh, an offspring of, yeah. of this play. Which if people aren't familiar with Faulty Towers, it yeah. is classic British humor. Yes, and it's it's really, the characters are kind of bigger than life. It It's it's uh, slightly risque, but nothing bad ever really happens, right? The and way, so Faulty Towers and Monty Python, I had an aunt uh, growing up. She knew my kind of humor, and she was like, Matthew... I want you to watch this. <laughs> yes. And that yes. just that just twisted me for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> in a very good way. Yeah, and if if uh, when you come and see the play, you will see the similarities. Anyway, I have an amazing cast. You have a huge cast. How many I people four, are in this? I have 14 people in the cast, 9 men, 5 women, I think. Yeah. And but I had over over 40 people audition. That's fantastic, though. I was so excited because sometimes when you have a show that you're casting, uh, there'll be like 10 women for every man right. will come out to an audition. And you needed a lot of guys And for I this needed one. a lot of men. So I was just beyond thrilled. So fantastic cast. The show goes up in November. We've already started to So what's the start rehearse. date? Uh, November 16th is opening night, so it runs like the 16th, 17th, 18th, the 19th, which is a Sunday, I think is the matinee, and then the following 23rd, 24th, 25th, this is all in November, yeah. and it's at that beautiful cultural center theater. Oh, it's, it's superb, right? It's fantastic. A, a thrill to play in there. So we started rehearsing. It's it's really fun, but I feel really pressured. Yeah? Why is that? Um. Because the play farces are really hard to pull off. Right. They are probably you know you know that saying, dying is easy, comedy is hard. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because uh, a f the farcical genre is actually harder than comedy. Right. First of all, it's physical. Yeah. You've got people jumping off things, diving over things. A punching and jumping over each other and uh, running around and opening doors and closing doors and mistaken identities and <laughs> act two takes place in a in a hotel called the frisky puss and it has a rotating bed in it and it's just it's just madcap so you need actors who are really quick on their feet can take the physical demands of the show because at the end of the night you would be just exhausted. Right. Of course, I just get I get to sit there and eat Doritos. You know, yeah. just like uh, move over there, <laughs> jump over that, <laughs> uh, do that again. You know, that kind of thing. And also verbal skill. You have to be able to be very um, capable verbally because you want to be able to have an animated voice, an animated body good physical control. So it's a really challenging show. So I feel pressure about it. I feel like, oh, I have to do a really good job because I have such a talented cast and I yeah. want to, you know, I want to honor them because they deserve to be in a really, really funny show. Yeah. But you know, they're doing most of the work. <laughs> you know what they say, 80% is casting. 
Yeah. So then you. Now, I don't you, know who they is. Yeah. But, but whoever you, they is, that's whoever what they, they say. are. Yeah. You've already done. Yeah, a hundred percent of the casting. Yeah. Right. So I'm really, really having fun. We're having really a lot of fun in the um, rehearsals. I bet. There's a lot of laughter, uh, a lot of hard work, but that's kind of what I like to do. I like to work hard. Yeah. But have a kind of a joyful feel to the work that you're doing when you're doing creative stuff, you know, because yeah. it's so very... how many how many plays have you directed in Chilliwack? Oh, for different I've uh, directed for different groups years ago. I was in a group called the Practically Peerless Players. OK, it was a children's theater group. Yeah. And I wrote and directed most of our material. That's pretty cool. And what we did is we took fairy tales and kind of fractured them up and we did them really stripped down for children and we were called the practice practically peerless players and we, none of us could play an instrument so we got kazoos <laughs> that's how we we came in we came in with a kazoo march yeah and all the props were just kind of littered around and we would just pick up props and start it, it, I was kind of inspired by years ago there was a show on TV that I used to watch called Storytime Theater and it was just really simplified acting where you just you know you would see a couple few actors open up a trunk and take out props and then suddenly bring a story to life yeah. so that was kind of my idea for that so wow. so I directed that for oh we, I think we did practically peerless players for about I don't know, maybe four or five years. There's a group of five or six of us and others who came and went. And then for the guild, I think I've done about... So when you mm, say the guild... Oh, the Chilliwack Players Guild. Yeah. I've done probably five shows. The wow. last one I did before this one was Witness for the Prosecution, Agatha Christie Murder Mystery, which you are in. Yes. What? I can't remember my character's name in it, though. What was your... What was I was the what, doctor. You were the doctor. Yeah. Did you... Did you do the autopsy? Is that I think what you that's did? what it was. You were talking about something. Yeah, you yeah. were on the stand. Yeah, I was on the stand. Yes. Yeah. And yes, then yes. I was also a detective. I had the uh, trench oh, had, coat on. You had two roles. I had two roles. Oh, Matthew. Yes. <laughs> two roles for your first and time I, on stage. So I remember my final night, uh, closing night, and we were packing up. And I, I barely made it through that show. I had a fever of like 103. <laughs> I like For the I, show I barely go on. yeah, I barely even made it home and uh, terrible case of strep throat that I found out later on that that's what I had. Wow, did I, I know that? Um I remember talking to you that I just was like I, I can't even yeah. do anything anymore. I have to go home <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I understand you." So I didn't even get to go you to You missed the, the pizza party. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to go to the party and yeah, I was so disappointed cuz oh, you spent all this time with these I, people. I know. I know. And so it's been cool from that show, um Emily, I've yeah. gotten to know her cuz she did makeup yeah. and wardrobes for that. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember her putting way too much um <laughs> hair product because I had my hair was like all flat and over to the uh -huh, side because uh -huh. it was set in the uh, what the, the 30s or the so. 40s yeah Dapper England. Dan Dapper Dan yeah, yeah you had the the, the brill, brill cream kind of comb oh, over thing yeah so gross <laughs> that was yeah that was awful and then I met uh, uh, Pauline was in that too mm -hmm. she she had a role in that she played the secretary right 
right? Yeah. yeah to the major lawyer, whoever it was. It was Larry Ham. Larry Ham, yeah. Right, yeah. And she played that. So pa- Paulina and Emily are both in my show. Okay. And so is Sherry Air. Yes, and I met Sherry through that And you that met too. Sherry Air because yeah. Sherry Air was in that show. Yeah. Like I have certain people that I just love to work with. And so whenever I'm going to direct, I start I start phoning them. Yeah. Texting them, emailing them. Put this by on your the radar. Way, by the way, are you going to be around? I just happen and to be directing something. So those girls have started the Valley Babes. The Valley Babes. And they recently had a show. Oh, it was so... A variety show. Entertaining. Yeah. I was just... I said later to Emily, I said, Emily, I just like, do you have a place in the Valley Babes for like an older babe (laughs) who can't really sing or dance? But, you know, I just would like to be part of the group. And she said, well, no, Uh, no, she didn't. Uh, But it was so entertaining. Like it's such a talented group and they just were singing and dancing and doing various numbers. They have a lot of fun. And they're talented. Yeah, there's so much camaraderie there oh, that I think yeah. they're willing to just try anything. Yeah, they did um they did a really funny number, which you would have loved. They did um you know that movie Young Frankenstein and Frankenstein does a tap number with the cane and the hat yeah. to putting on the Ritz. Yeah. Well they did they did a tap number to that version of that song. That's awesome. It was really great. Oh, it was just awesome. And they did a scene from Chicago and you know, it was it was really good to see uh and the audience it was like packed. Was it? Mhm. Okay. Was that GW so Graham? I've only talked with you and uh Sarah Finley. Oh, okay. Sarah Sovereign. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, they I heard that it was just a great show though. Like It was really good. Yeah. Awesome. Very talented, and of course, they're getting ready to do another one of their um, parody videos. They, they've become like the the Alice Yankovics of <laughs> Alice Yankovics <laughs> of Chilliwack, right? <laughs> yeah, we uh, so with them, I did uh, all about them books for the Bookman, mm-hmm. and then we did a Lady Gaga spoof, mm-hmm. um, which again, that one was that one was so much more work that was, was such a long day of shooting we tried to jam everything into one day of shooting and so we had like major costume changes and location <laughs> changes and did you direct it i uh, kind of kind um, of yeah i did that one i had emily or pauline hanging around over my shoulder so if we had to adjust something they were there helping me out yeah. with that um but otherwise i was uh just on camera and they're long days but uh we yeah, had a but lot of fun. fun we had a lot of fun together. yeah but really really fun yeah. yeah did they did they did they announce their next video that they want to do at the variety show they did they gave hints but then they finally revealed it and i i'm trying to remember now what it was um does huey have uh huey lewis and the news yes 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 that's it yeah uh and what was the song power of love it's basically he was a one-hit wonder. Um, Huey Lewis and the News. They actually had a few songs, but, but that was the Power the of Love was the big one. I don't think he ever got past the. No, he didn't. Yeah. And then who knows where he is now? I remember watching. That'll that be our thing. fate, Matthew. People will say, "Whatever happened to Matt and Janet?" My God. I, I feel like people already say that about me. <laughs> where is this guy? What is he doing? Who is he? Yeah. What's he up to? <laughs> 
So you worked for the school district. Mm-hmm. For how many how many years? Oh my God, Matt, I don't even want to tell you. Okay, you don't have to tell me. Uh, what was the a last lot. Posi- a lot. A lot. <laughs> what was uh, the last position you held with? Uh... Uh, I was the acting director of human resources. Wow. Yeah. So then you retired from that. I did. I retired. I was retired for about six months. Yeah. And I got a job at University of the Fraser Valley in the teacher education department, half time. Half time. Mm-hmm. Doing doing what? I my official title is program coordinator. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I have a partner, a, uh, kind of a teaching partner. So together we make one full time job because you know we're both retired from other things and we don't want to work full time. Yeah. It's so awesome. You're just having fun. Yeah. So I get to work with, I'm really lucky. I get to work with mostly young people who are wanting to become teachers. So they're really enthusiastic, really hardworking, really eager to get into the profession. And so it feels like a natural, kind of a natural segue for me from my years in in a school district and plus I still get to see all my contacts in the school district yeah, and I'm making kind of other contacts in other school districts which is really fun so I've still got my sort of finger in the educational pie but I don't have the same kind of you know super high responsibility job which right. I loved and really enjoyed but, but not when you're retired well yeah right <laughs> and it leaves me time like my my whole life has kind of opened up and i have time for other things again like okay before know. we talk about that yeah what's going on with the chilliwack school district right now are there a few job openings there are tons of job <laughs> openings everywhere yeah in the province of bc you yeah. might have been following the news and mm-hmm. saw the supreme court ruling which made the government have to put zillions of dollars into the BC education system and that has flooded the system with money for teaching jobs and there aren't probably quite as many teachers as there are positions. Wow. So I think what's happening is school districts are scrambling to fill positions and then on top of the positions they have to fill they're trying to fill teacher on call rosters so that when those teachers are sick or away, there are teachers to fill in for them. So it's kind of put a big pressure on the system. For sure. Kind of all of a sudden. Yeah. So um, I have. So a, are you seeing an influx of students coming into oh, yes. UFB? Yes. Because there's it's almost like guaranteed employment once you're done. Well, if you if you can get through the rigors of a program, for sure, because it's hard work. But if you're dedicated and you work hard and you get through, it's probably the best time to be going into teaching for, I I can't even think back to when it was like this. Wow. I don't think it's ever been like this kind of in my career lifetime kind of a thing. So Hmm. really unique circumstances. So those of you who are listening who might want to be a teacher. Now's the time. Now's the time. And, you know, we also have mature people in our program people who've had other careers have kids grown up and have decided that you know it's something they've always really really wanted to do and that's the that's the cool thing about teaching I think it it's not really only for young people it's kind of for anyone who's really keen on working with young people and and sometimes the maturity that you have brings a lot to the table yeah like school districts would never think of not hiring you because you're over 50 40 or 50 like that that wouldn't even enter into their minds because they're just looking at you as a 
a potential teacher who will do a good job with kids kind right. of thing. Yeah. Right. But I have to say, I have to admit, I'm confessing that. Okay. That I am very glad, as much as I loved being in a school district, I don't think I'd want to be in human resources right now. Oh, they've got to be firing in all challenges. cylinders. Oh, uh, yes. It's, it's a, it's a so you really, got out at the right time. I, I slipped out. <laughs> I really did. I kind of, I, I would like to say it was my timing, but, uh, you know, it was just really an accident that I happened to get out before kind of all hell broke loose. And uh, so now I'm contributing, but in a different way. Yeah. Which I really like. So you're teaching at UFE, and mm-hmm. then you've this opens up other things, you said. Mm-hmm. This has given you opportunity elsewhere. What else do you do? Uh, well, it's given me time, I think, to, um, to do creative things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've always liked to do creative projects, enterprises. Um, I also like to really think a lot. <laughs> and uh, I like to think about Things. I like to think about artistic things. I like to think about philosophical things. I like to read about politics, history. I just never had time much for any of those and things. And you travel. And I travel. So I've been to Europe uh, several times over the last few years. I've been to Spain. And recently, though, mm-hmm. I wanted you on the podcast, what, back I, in July? I, June, I was in June. New York City. Yeah, Broadway. <gasps> Oh, I was on Broadway. Yeah. I'd like to Was see. it everything you wanted? Uh it was everything I wanted and then some. Yeah. Uh but boy did wow. Wow. We saw um I was with two friends who like theater but are not theater junkies the way oh, okay. I am. Right. I mean, I could have seen 10 shows easily. Yeah. yeah. There were so many shows I wanted to see. The prices are crazy, Matt. Like high so or cheap? Ex- Pensive. Yeah. <laughs> like we It is New York City. Oh my gosh. It's like we, we wanted to get tickets for Hamilton. Mm-hmm. The cheapest tickets we could find, seriously, I'm not making this up, were $583 American. Wow. So I thought, um, okay, I'm not going to do that. And you have to get in line to get those tickets too, yeah, don't you? Yeah, like and they're an sold insane... out and yeah. whatever. So we saw, we saw three shows. We saw Book of Mormon, which was absolutely amazing i just isn't did they turn that into a movie too with yaquin phoenix oh maybe i I I think did yeah and that was amazing we were way up in the nosebleed section but it didn't matter yeah it was it was just stunning then we saw the play that goes wrong which is a farce about a play that goes wrong (laughs) and eventually the set falls apart and it has all this amazing physical comedy in it. It was just brilliantly funny. Yeah. Then we saw Kevin Klein. Nice. In a 1930s kind of Noel Coward romantic comedy uh, called Present Laughter. And that was just like Kevin Klein. I was just like, <laughs> oh, I was so excited. Fish called Wanda, right? Fish called Wanda. And. Uh, so we saw three Broadway shows, and we went to the Lincoln Center, Galesta, the 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 Jazz Supper Club, yeah. and we saw the Black Arts Jazz Ensemble. So we sat there drinking martinis and <laughs> eating delicious food while this amazing jazz quintet played and we could see the city new york city lit up in the background oh 
absolutely amazing and walked all over the city. What a city. I yeah. mean, the vibrancy, the uh, energy, the nonstop creativity. Oh, and we were accidentally there during Pride Parade. We oh, wow. Thought, oh, my God. That'd be nuts. I thought to myself, I'm not in Chilliwack anymore. <laughs> it was so like... You didn't pick up on my pun. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. It was It was fabulous and we ended up going out for dinner the night of the pride parade we asked somebody at the pride parade hey where's a good place to go for dinner and they said the dallas barbecue restaurant so we trooped down to the dallas barbecue restaurant in chelsea which was near where we were staying there's a huge lineup many of the people who'd been at the parade dressed however yeah. we're waiting in line and in the restaurant I've never been in a restaurant where there was such lively chatter and energy, and we ordered these. You'd be, you'd like this, these platters of barbecue. I knew we were in trouble because I ordered a side of coleslaw, and it came in a soup bowl. Wow, the That's portions were ridiculously <laughs> large. It was like, it was like the Flintstones. You know yeah. that little scene in the Flintstones where um, Fred Flintstone goes to the little drive-through, and then they put the big tray of of bones on his windowsill and, and the whole the knocks car the over. car yeah, yeah, over yeah. and we had margaritas that were like the size of like buckets yeah and it how was it was it was so fun yeah and we were talking to people and people were talking to us and it was but it how was, was the just, food did it taste good it was excellent did you have brisket i had pork ribs okay good with a Baked potato the size of my head. Yeah. A soup bowl full of coleslaw. Yeah. And a margarita the size of a, a bucket. Yeah. So you ate like you were in Texas. <laughs> like I was in Texas. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I think I ate about a quarter of it. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know, because I mean, there's no way you can eat that much food, especially yeah. when you're drinking margaritas like that. But <laughs> it was it was really fun. It's it's just a, such a spectacular place to go yeah so that's why i couldn't do your your podcast because i was you know i was on broadway globe trotting i was globe trotting yes i was it was so aside amazing. from travel what else do you do here in town um you have, don't, are you into jewelry a little bit i am into jewelry i have uh, a, a sort of small home business with my friend donna dove who yeah. works for the school district and we used to work together yeah and we became friends and started we started designing jewelry for her daughter when her daughter graduated from high school. Wow. Her daughter wanted a certain kind of jewelry and she couldn't find it. So I, I had made a little bit of jewelry at that time and I said to Donna, you know what, we could make something. Let's just go, let's just go to the jewelry making store. There's one in <laughs> Abbotsford strung out on beads. Let's go there and we'll get, you know, get, uh, your daughter to pick out some things and then we'll just make jewelry so we did and then we sort of just started kind of making jewelry together for fun and then people started asking us if they could buy the things we were wearing yeah and so we said sure and so we've been making jewelry together for oh gosh i think i think her daughter is 28 so that's 10 years. Wow. So as long as I've known you. So what's your jewelry company called? It's called Green Pear Designs and we kind of <laughs> we kind of have this thing where we every once in a while we get together and we make tons of jewelry and then we have little shows and we go to the craft markets and then 
we kind of take a break. <laughs> yeah. We don't do anything for, I don't know, seven months, eight months, nine months. And then we think, hmm, are we still going to make jewelry together? And we think, well, let's just get together and make something for ourselves. And that's all, that always starts the, the process that's the again. Process. That's the yeah. snowball process. Because when you start, well, maybe, you, maybe you'll probably understand this, but sometimes when you feel like you don't feel creative, when you start to do something, mm-hmm. it creates its own momentum and its own energy. For sure. Right? Like if you stopped and thought about, like if I really thought about, oh my gosh, I'm going to direct a show and I'm going to be out for hours every week and then I'm going to be reading the script and then I'm going to be doing this and meeting with people. And, oh, it's going to be so much work. It's going to be so much work. If you think that way, you'll never do anything. Oh, yeah. Never. But you start it. Yeah, take and that I'll, first step. You take that first step all those listening out there if you want to do creative things the doing creates the momentum not the thinking about it yeah because the thinking kind of never gets you anywhere because you'll always think of all the reasons why you can't or you won't or it won't work out or whatever so i find that with creative work is so many people like when you tell them that you're doing something like with my youtube videos or Mm -hmm. other video stuff or podcasting um people will be like oh i thought about doing that a long time ago and that's all they it never progressed past that just the thought process they just, yeah they just thought about it yeah and if you just do that like if you just think about it too much yeah you'll never yeah you'll uh, never go ahead with it well and especially if you if you because so i think some people this has been my experience are afraid to fail or they're afraid not to create a perfect product or so i like i paint right i do um mixed media kind of abstract expressionistic collage I don't know how else to describe it it's kind of my own thing and I used I started out years ago painting like realistic watercolors and drawing and stuff like that and I was never really that good at that yeah but I discovered abstract art and it just uh, kind of just was my thing yeah I just love it and because you're solving problems about shape color texture dynamics uh without words and i think because i'm a really verbal person and i tend to talk a lot and i and i've been in work (laughs) where you have to talk a lot yeah i really enjoy doing things that require no talking I like can see art. why that. Yeah, like I remember a story with arts. you. We won't get into details at all. Well, not very specific details. Yes. About parking spots at different schools and the stuff you had to deal with. <laughs> about this person parked here and that's not where they're supposed to park. Now there's a big fight in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I could see why you would want to go to something yeah. where it's like you just shut off. Yep. And, and you just enjoy and, you're, and, and you're, create. And you're operating from a different part of your being, it feels like to me. And, and I find it really absorbing and really calming to, yeah. do, to do visual art. And I feel the same way with dogs. Yeah. Because you know so I'm a big dog, a big dog lover. Dog. Yeah. I'm a big dog lover. I love... Tell me about your, your well, fur babies. My fur babies. My... I, my I still have the same dogs yeah. that when I knew you. Yeah. I think I knew you knew me when one of my dogs passed away, Hardy. I was so sad. My I don't beautiful think so. golden retriever. He passed away about mm, he was only he was seven and that's probably 
six years ago now. Okay. So I have my big black lab bow. Yeah. Who's thir- I've known bow. 13. Yeah. yeah. 13 and a half. I've had him since he was seven weeks old. Wow. He's old. He's got a white face and white paws and he's still, he's still up to no good. But I have to help him up and down the stairs now. And, yeah. you know, he's a senior dog, right? Yeah. And, uh, but he's like so sweet and so loyal. Yeah. And then I inherit a dog. I used to ha- own a house with a basement suite. And I rented to a lovely young lady who wanted to move to Vancouver. And she had a dog named Coda. Yeah. Who's like a blue healer, shepherdy cross. Really smart. Mm-hmm. Way smarter than Bo. <laughs> Way smarter than Bo. I've gone for a walk with these two. I, <laughs> yes, I know. That's right. You yeah. did. We went for a walk together up at the lake. Yeah. And um, so she said to me, you know, I'm moving to Vancouver. And like, do you know anyone really at all who might like take Coda? And she <laughs> said this to me with these like big blue eyes. And I said, well, I could. So I inherited a dog. And so I've had Coda for like, I don't know, five or six years. And she like, they're my, they're my little, they're my little pack, right? Yeah, for sure. And uh, I love being with dogs because they don't talk. (laughs) (laughs) They want nothing from you, Matt. Yeah. Food, water, the odd pet, a cookie and a walk. And they're, that's it. Yeah. It's all they want from you, and yet, yet they give you sort of so much kind of uh, loyalty and affection in return. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a lot of time for dogs. I, I make sure that I give to the uh, Humane Society SPCA. Okay. Yeah, I give fifty bucks a month. Nice. And I have for years. Yeah. And the money I give goes towards their anti-cruelty. Okay. Department, because you so, can you can sort of specify what you want it to go for, right? Right. Did you hear about the puppies that they found on Remembrance Day here in Chilliwack? No. They found seven, six or seven puppies on Remembrance Day. Um, the mother basically abandoned them under a bush. Oh. And uh, somebody found them somehow. And so the uh, the FVRD, um, they showed up to bring these puppies in. And so they ended up having a contest as to what to name them oh and so they decided because they were found on remembrance day uh it would be like sergeant and captain oh and yeah so military sort of names. world war ii yeah. area and oh. uh so i got to film a little project with them um so it was awesome right before christmas um staff from the FVRD would take the puppies in overnight and over the weekend, oh. and then during the day, they'd be over at the, uh, the dog pound. You got to be with puppies. Yeah, so I got to bring my kids, and I my daughter, who is just a cute little thing, I sat her down at the end of the hallway, and because uh, we don't have a pet, and I wasn't sure how she would do with a puppy climbing all over, licking her, just wanted to see. So we sent one puppy in, and she right away. Right away all the puppies send me all the puppies give so me all puppies. of them came running out of the oh, room and like did you all get that her. on film it's all on film oh yeah. my goodness so i got to uh i got to film and interview people from the fard that were taking care of these puppies and it was just so much fun like yeah. and I, I i want a dog oh, I, I just need to yeah. wait for the 
Well, you have to wait for the right time because you know what? It's a big commitment. Yeah. And people who are kind of responsible dog owners take it seriously, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like you hear about people who like their dog their dog gets old so they want to give it away or they want to put it down and i'm thinking really like yeah. that's like a member of my family i yeah. know it's weird i'm turning into a weird dog lady but no not maybe i've always been a weird dog lady our old neighbor she's moved away now over a year ago uh she used to have a dog and uh, he would whine if she wasn't home yeah and so she used to take him to work because she was allowed to but her new job she wasn't allowed to so he'd just sit there and complain. <laughs> and so because I work from home, Did I could take hear him. him. In? <laughs> and so on, mostly on Tuesdays, that was our day. Uh. Buddy was his name. He'd come and he'd hop on my chair over there and he'd sit right there while I worked. And Or sometimes he'd sit in my lap and he's oh, like a little yeah. shih tzu poodle kind of thing. <laughs> sometimes he was a little, <laughs> right? But he was, uh, it was so much fun. It was like owning a dog without having Without actually having to own a dog. But we would take him out for walks and stuff, and the kids would have to clean up. I feel that way about a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'd make my kids clean up after him, because they were like, we always want a dog. And Okay, I this is like, what yeah, you have to yeah, do then. You think... <laughs> You have to pick up their poo. Yeah, which is so bizarre. I, <laughs> I was, know. Yeah. But I, I moved to, to close to, um, in a new development called the River's Edge, which is near the right. river, yeah. uh, Vetter River. And right Fantastic behind my walking. house, like right behind my house, I opened my little back gate of my townhouse and there's the woods. Wow. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. And so I can just open up my little back gate, walk my dogs in there. Every day I get to be outdoors, That's which awesome. is another thing that I really value about not working full time is being able to be out in nature during the day oh, on a weekday. It's so much nicer, isn't it? Oh, my God. Well, you know, because you, you probably go fishing during the day on a week on a weekday. I try to. Yeah. yeah. And it's it just feels so luxurious. It's yep. like. 10 in the morning on a Tuesday and I'm like walking in the woods and it's light out it's yeah. just like so especially great. once we, you go into fall and winter yeah there's no morning yeah. or evening light yeah so very oftentimes you know when I used to work full time and kind of put in long hours I would just go days and days and kind of hardly ever see the sun right? yeah. Yeah. so it's it's kind of these are the things I'm kind of treasuring oh for sure i think now yeah you know so i kind of feel like my life is balanced that's awesome i guess that's the way to say it right so I'm, where where do you like walking in chilliwack where do you take um, your dogs for a walk i like i like walking by the river yeah. uh the rotary trail it's beautiful i like to go in the summertime when it's really hot i like to take them down if you go just before yarrow they extended the Rotary Trail way, 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 way down there, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you go right on, is it Brown Road? Yeah, maybe? Brown Road's Brown one Road. of them. Yeah. And you go down to the end of Brown Road, and yeah. then it's uh, you can walk along the river, and not too far, there's a perfect dog beach. Really? Lots of people take their dogs there in the summertime, and my dogs love swimming. In fact, the first time I took them there, the next day, Bo couldn't walk. Yeah. And I thought he'd like had a stroke or something. And I took him to the vet. And the vet said, well, like, has he been doing anything unusual lately? And I said, well, we went swimming yesterday in the river. And he said, how long did he swim? And I said, well, I don't know, like three hours. <laughs> he said, he has swimmer's tail. 
<laughs> which dogs get when really? they yeah from from wet from they use their tails as a rudder okay and when they swim for a long time it'd be like if you suddenly exercised and you hadn't exercised for a long time <laughs> yeah. you just like it seize up so he gave him a shot and then Bo was fine but, yeah you know. so now you know <laughs> Maybe we won't swim for three Maybe hours. We won't swim for three hours. Might be a little too much for an old dog. That's awesome. But yeah, I love walking there. I love walking up uh, at the lake, especially in the winter time. Yep, all and around Cultus. Yeah, all around Cultus. There aren't too many people around, and you can walk uh, Sunnyside and all those different areas. It's it's. I mean, we are so lucky. Mm-hmm. Like within feet of where we live, we have all these beautiful outdoor places to walk and hike and i don't think my dogs can do teapot anymore teapot i don't think i can do teapot anymore the name is so deceiving it's so innocuous teapot it sounds like oh i just and the teapot hill yes right yes it's a hill compared to the rest of the mountains we Uh have around here yeah but it's not uh like it's if you if you haven't gone on a hike, don't start with don't start with teapot no you want to start like flat somewhere (laughs) rotary trail yeah, you know you can just go or on a dike along the, the Fraser. Di- yeah, yeah, the dike along the Fraser, and Yarrow has uh, Yarrow is a yeah, beautiful. Yeah, Yarrow's got a dike pl- too. Oh, it's yeah. gorgeous, and you can walk for miles there too, and it's kind of nice and yeah. open. And hop on your bike. Hop on your bike. I don't yeah. have a bike. I need to get one. I think. You yeah, Where you're gonna you- have to get one so uh, you can put your dogs in the back. <laughs> Well, take take them like, for a ride. Like a motorcycle with sidecars. <laughs> there you go. That would be awesome. Goggle, I can see you doing goggles it. Goggles on bow and Koda. That would be so <laughs> awesome. Oh, my gosh. So do you still fish? Uh, you were really, really into fishing yeah, there Yeah, I still while. really love it. Um, I had a bit of a falling out with a really good friend that was involved with the fishing stuff. And so it's kind of pulled me back from it oh, a I'm little bit. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that because you were co producing yeah yeah podcasts um, and stuff so now or... it's just i kind of sneak out by myself quietly and okay just enjoy it because yeah. i i miss it uh i still get recharged from doing it it's very so. meditative isn't it you talk about like how with painting yeah. you can just kind of mm-hmm. shut off that's i used to think oh you know what i'll go out on the river and i'll come up with some good ideas or i'll be able to kind of brainstorm or just daydream and I would find time after time I'd go out and just think of nothing, and it was. But that's know, powerful. Oh, it was! It was so relaxing. You come back and you feel recharged. Yeah. And you feel better. And yeah. yeah. And I think it actually enhances your creativity. I think when you're trying to come up with creative ideas, I don't know about you, but sometimes really creative ideas will come to me when I'm doing something totally unrelated to mm-hmm. whatever that thing is. Well, that's why they say some of your best ideas yeah. will happen when you're in the shower or yes. you're, you're driving, listening to the, the listening radio. Listening to nice music or, yeah. yeah. When you're not trying to push so hard thinking about it because yeah. your subconscious is actually working away on it. Yeah. Do you know what I love about my job? I love that I work, I work in Abbotsford. So I drive every day to and from work. Yeah. And that 25-minute drive, I have Sirius FM, and I listen to, well, they have the Beatles, the Beatles channel now. Yeah, which yeah. Is, they just started oh up in the my, spring, right? It's so fantastic. And they have really great um, hosted shows with Beatle trivia and interviews and that sort of thing. So the, here, I, yeah. this is my, the way my memory works. It's bizarre. The first time I heard that there was going to be a Beatles show on Sirius FM, like yeah. or not a show, a whole channel just yeah. designated to them, I was taking an Uber car, Uber driver yes. in Los Angeles, 
we were going to the Chinese theater on Hollywood Boulevard yes. to go see Alien Covenant on opening night. <laughs> and I remember hearing the, the ad for it. The, the next day it was starting on Sirius That FM. must have been May 17th. Yeah. It was just after yeah. Mother's Day. Yeah. It was May because it started on May 18th because I, I heard it advertised and I kept thinking, oh, this is going to be so fantastic. Yeah. But the other one I really like listening to is Channel 53, which is called Chill. Okay. And it's kind of like deep house, kind of electronic, trancey kind of stuff. And if I drive along listening to that station, my mind just takes flight. Like, it, you know, you have that thing where you're driving along and then you realize you didn't really see the road. Yeah. You don't really remember how, the drive. How did I, how did I even get here? <laughs> yeah. You know, I pull into the university and I'm like, wow, I was somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so relaxed. Yeah. Just so relaxed. I love it. That's I, it's, awesome. And on a beautiful day to drive through the valley and just see the mountains on a crappy day, not so much, but... Um, like when it's raining and stuff, but yeah, I really enjoy that. It gives me time to think. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I like thinking. So you're a bit of a food person, aren't you? I love eating. Love eating. If I ate as much as I wanted to eat, I'd weigh nine hundred pounds. <laughs> well, yeah. Food is good. Food is good. Food is where, good. Where do you like to eat in Chilliwack? Where do I like to eat in Chilliwack? Hmm a good question where's your go-to i well the night that you don't want to have to cook uh i like browns browns brown social club really yeah they okay. have they have really nice food there really in a nice atmosphere and they have that horseshoe bar which i like they have that nice horseshoe bar and the people who work there are sort of super friendly and really nice um go to i love the capital for yeah. chinese food it's classic in i Chilliwack. mean you cannot beat it it's been around forever and I think the children of the original owner now run it. Yeah. And they've kept all those recipes. And I love rustica for okay. Italian yeah. food. Yeah. Mm. Have you been to the new place, um, the Two Meatballs? Two no. How is it? On Vetter Road. It, it used, used to, to be, be Planet, Planet Earth. Earth. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Is it good? Okay. Yeah. I have to try that really out. Really big portions. Ah. Like chilies. it's like a real Italian. Real Italian. I love chilies. Chilies, for, yes, for, for Thai, Thai food. Cuisine. cuisine. I wish we had a good Mexican restaurant. We do. Hugo's. Hugo's. Where's that? That's on uh, Vetter Road and oh, Britain. Oh, it's, right there. It's right by the train tracks. Is it? Up above? Nope. Where the it's video on, station is? If you're going be? north on Vetter, it's on your left-hand side. It's opposite the street of the, the video station place there. So near, like Jim's, in near right Jim's Pizza. Before Jim's before Pizza. Before Jim's Pizza. There's okay. the Century 21 uh, real estate office. Okay. Which, shameless plug, because Ron Laser, who works for Century 21, is a sponsor of this podcast. Ah, <laughs> so he just happens to have an well, So yeah, he could go to Hugo's every day mm-hmm. if he wanted to. Um, it's right there in that, right on that corner. Uh, I'm going to yeah. check that, definitely it's, check that out. The, they I make love. fresh lemonade. They are mm. known for their churros. Mm. They like fresh handmade churros. Mm. This is reminding me of the food I had in New York. Yeah. 
Oh, my goodness. I bet you could have anything Street you wanted. Street food, uh, diner food, uh, you know, the, some of those classic, the TikTok diner mm-hmm. near Times Square. We went there for brunch or lunch one day. I guess it was more like a late breakfasty brunch thing. And we had, you know, pancakes and eggs and sausages and, you know, again, like huge platters of food, which you can eat like a quarter of. Yeah. But like that's the point. The point <laughs> is you've got these giant platters of food and they're just so good and they were it was cheap. Yeah. It was really cheap. And another there's a place called Italy okay. in New York. There are two locations and basically it's an indoor Italian food emporium of shops, restaurants, wineries all devoted to Italian food and wow. drink unbelievable and the other place that we didn't get to but next time i go was the magnum bar okay do you know what the magnum bar is imagine this a magnum ice cream bar yeah that they dip in extra chocolate yeah and then they roll it in a variety of things that you would like them to roll it in okay crushed candy graham crackers extra whatever yeah and it you build your own giant magnum bar wow doesn't that sound good that does mm-hmm. i i don't even, we're at the part in the podcast where i don't even know how many people are going to be listening <laughs> <laughs> i was in stitches we went to to purdy's here in the mall yes and you can get the like the ice cream ice on cream a stick. bar yeah. yeah ice cream bar which are really good yeah they are they're fantastic and they dip them in chocolate and then they'll dip them in the nuts. Yeah. And then double dip yeah, back in yeah, the chocolate. Yeah. And so I just asked the lady, I'm like, do you ever feel awkward like having to dip into the nuts so much? <laughs> and I, I'm like tears rolling down my face. What did she my say? wife is sitting there with me, just like shaking her head. Oh, did she's, she? Did she's she? like, no one's ever made that joke before. <laughs> Really? And then I, I, I'm like, I'm like, she, she's got to be messing with me. Like, like <laughs> thousands think, of people have made th- that joke. I'm sure they've thought it. Yeah. If and they she said, said no it. one's actually said it out loud. And uh. then Debbie hits me and she's like, see, you're that kind of person. <laughs> would you say, say the things that people just think. <laughs> <laughs> that's really so, funny. Anyways, I, that's what I think of with the Magnum <laughs> Bar. With the Magnum bars. Don't ask me for the Dipping nuts. Dipping in nuts. Yes. <laughs> Don't. Don't dip my nuts. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, so tell me where you like to eat in Chilliwack. Hugo's is, um, okay, is really good. good. Well, we'll have to go there for lunch one day. Let's do it. All right. The only thing that Hugo's doesn't have, which I I feel like a Mexican restaurant needs to have, is a good alcohol menu. So to have like a Corona uh, or yes. a Dos So, they don't, so or, they don't have an alcohol I don't menu. think they're licensed yet. I think uh, that's okay. probably something they're working towards. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you kind of need that balance with the food, right? Mm-hmm. Like a nice, nice, cold, or like a good margarita. With good your... margarita, yeah, the size of a bucket. You <laughs> know, well, uh, that's a Texas uh, thing, right? <laughs> yeah, the Dallas barbecue. The Dallas barbecue. If you ever go to New York City, you have to go to the Dallas barbecue. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. I go to yeah. Corky's is um, my second office. Yes, you I spend love... a lot of time there, I don't still, you? Still not as much as I used to, but I still. What do you like about going there? Uh, there's nobody there. <laughs> oh, really? If you go at the right time for lunch, um, there's a booth that I love to sit in, and that's where I go and work. What and would you order? That changes, but my 
so whatever I get will usually be like a sandwich of some sort or a wrap. And then I order Matt's fries. Are they good? <laughs> no, probably not. Um, <laughs> it's just a basic garden salad. Yes. With Loaded with jalapenos and then mm. lemons and lime slices on the side for dressing. And that's what I, that's my go-to. And then a Guinness beer. And a Guinness beer. Oh, you like Guinness. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my Guinness story? No. So I was in Ireland. I was in Dublin. It's a good place to go if you want to I was in Dublin and I was with a friend and we went into uh, a bar near the, the kind of major, I forget what the major, near the, near the Liffey River. There's okay. a bridge and then there's kind of the major central area of Dublin. We went into a little bar to have a, a drink. So I don't drink beer. I rarely drink beer. Maybe once a year, if it's really, really, really hot, I'll drink a half of a light beer if it's really, really cold, right? So we go into this bar and I'm thinking, well, I'm in, I'm in Ireland. I guess I should order a beer. Yeah. So we sit down and the guy comes over and says, well, what can I get you? And I said, well, I'll have a, um, do you have like a Coors Light? He said, (laughs) coming right up. He passes me a Guinness. He pours a Guinness and he puts it in front of him. And I said, oh, no, no, I, 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 I don't think I can drink a Guinness. And he said, well, you're going to have to, aren't you? <laughs> so I... That sounds like an excellent Irish I drank, bartender. I drank the Guinness. And? and wow, it was like, oh, I can't even describe it because I don't like beer. So yeah. it was... I think the person I was with drank most of it, so I had a few sips. But it was like he was not going to serve me a Coors Light. They probably didn't even have it. They prob- that probably was a Coors yeah. Light. <laughs> oh, and I forgot a really important point. He poured it in a little baby glass. So my friend had the big one, yeah. and then I had this like little Guinness, right? So I took a few sips. I said, yeah. no, you're going to have to drink it. He says, this is all there is to it. <laughs> it's really funny. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That was my Guinness story. Yeah. So, yeah, Guinness. Mm. Like drinking sort of beer soup. I Malty, greeny Especially soup. from Ireland, where you're getting it from the source. Oh, and it was warm. Yeah, they served their beer yeah. room temperature. Yeah, it was not, it was not chilled at all. So yeah. that was kind of... So one of the things with beer is uh, the reason like a Coors Light or Molson Canadian or Bud, um, they serve it ice cold because if you serve it ice cold, the chance of actually tasting anything in it is very minimal. <laughs> it's just like drinking water. And so like, yeah. I'm not a, I'm a big craft beer snob, but uh, after a hockey game playing ice hockey, an ice cold Budweiser, yeah. it's I'll, it, I can do it. Like it's no problem. Like it's, uh, yeah. Have you been to the craft uh, the the craft beer festival that we have at the cultural center? Yeah, which I'm, I'm on the years. board. I'm yes. on the board. So it's coming up, right? Yes. This Saturday. This Saturday night, Are I will you sold be out? there. Uh, I think we're pretty much sold out. Yeah. Yeah, it's always and, a popular. Event. Oh God, it's really interesting to see who comes to that craft beer. Yeah. It's, so you don't know just do the craft beer one. You are also we involved also have the a, wine one. Right? We have a wine one. So we have two big fundraisers. There's the craft beer fest that's coming up on this Saturday night, the 23rd of September, and then in at May at the cultural center. At the cultural center, uh, 
down by Prospera Center. And we also have our wine festival, Art of the Wine Festival, which is in May. So we sort of appeal to the wine drinkers, the during one, and the beer drinkers, craft beer drinkers in the other. And there's food, there's music, it's loads of fun. Uh, uh, There's a silent auction, and it's a fundraiser for the cultural center arts program so it's, it's like for awesome. a good cause yeah and there's always a big crowd uh at the craft beer one oh, that I've, been, I've it, been to it three times I it's think been now. i think that's where i've seen you in the yes. last couple of years yeah. yeah it's been sold out i think every year since we've a, done it a and great crowd that shows up really and... fun group of people a much younger crowd than sometimes you will see at uh, cultural center events which is is very cool and i think yeah. that's that's kind of the point that we were trying to kind of get at with our fundraising was to get people into the cultural yeah, center. Draw them in. And- draw them in, get them to see the surroundings and enjoy being there together so that then when they see something that's coming, like a theatrical event or maybe music or something, that they'll want to come back, right? right. So, yeah, so come out if you're listening still this late in the podcast and i'm gonna have to post this tomorrow now so we have enough time so to, we have uh, enough time yeah. yes are you going on the saturday night uh unfortunately i'm not it's my oh. son's birthday so how old is your son he's turning 10 he's hitting the on the big 23rd double, big double digits on the 23rd my birthday's on the 22nd oh there you go you, yeah. get, you get to celebrate the night before so he's a libra i don't know yes he is he's a libra and i'm a virgo that's the cutoff. That's the cutoff. Wow. Yeah. Right on. I'm on the cusp of many <laughs> things, Matt. <laughs> well, Janet, it's been uh, awesome just sitting down and it talking, has catching been. up. And it's been fun. So again, the your play coming up again. Why don't you just plug it Flea one more time? in her ear. Very funny. Uh, nothing deep. Just an uh, evening of just nonstop laughter. It opens at the beautiful Chilliwack Cultural Center November the 16th, and you can get tickets by just going to the cultural Chilliwack Cultural Center website, yeah. or alternately, you can go to the Chilliwack Players Guild website, and that'll nice. take you to the link. And tickets, I think, are $25 and maybe 20 for seniors and students. Okay. But and how many shows are you doing total? We are doing... The it opens the 16th, which is the Thursday night, November 16th. Runs the 16th, 17th, 18th. The 19th is the Sunday. That's a 2 p.m. matinee. If you yeah. don't like to go out after dark, yeah. And then the following week on November the 23rd, the Thursday, the November November the 24th, the Friday, and then it closes on November the 25th, the Saturday. That's awesome. So come and support our local thespians and we have some amazing thespians we do we We are fortunate in this we have really creative talented people in chilliwack and they're kind of all over the place in all walks of life and i think that's the most exciting thing about being involved in like a, a play a theatrical event is that you you kind of build this team creative endeavor you have tons of fun together one person doesn't do it alone you have to you know you're you are building this together as a as a as a unit as a cohesive unit and you don't really care what people do for a living it's yeah. kind of irrelevant you forget yeah it's it's you're just united by this passion for 
being creative, being uh, theatrical, and we have probably, when this show goes up, there will probably be close to 60 or 70 people who will be involved in the show. Wow. Massive amounts of people backstage, costumes, lights, stage crew, stage building, set building, sound design it just goes on and on and on so you see these 14 people on stage but behind them oh for sure there's this huge group of people who are creative and and uh, contributing in unique ways yeah so that's that's what i love about it that's my favorite part that's awesome Mm -hmm. well thanks so much again janet thank you matt (laughs) we'll see you soon okay you too